0: As
1: facial recognition software gets better and better it's uh, It's got some cool uh, ways to use it Obviously unlock your phone Or if you ever end up working in a building Where it uses your face as your key card to get in the building Or that sort of stuff, that could be cool yeah. But on the other hand, China's using it to uh, To keep an eye on everybody all the time It is absolutely a cherished new tool for totalitarian regimes So we're a little uncomfortable with it and exploring it Daniel Castro is the Vice President for the Information Technology and Innovation Foundation, Director of the ITIF Center for Data Innovation, joins us now. Daniel, how are you, sir?
2: I'm good. Thanks for having me on. But You are pro this sort of technology, is that correct? That's right. I see a lot of potential benefits and how it can be used.
1: So are you a communist? <laughs> Have you ever been a member of the Communist Party? Well, that's an interesting thing that you would ask that, because San Francisco is working on becoming the first city in America to ban facial recognition software. They're a... A lefty city, and they think it's a, a scary thing. So in, in, I don't know what the politics of this are.
2: Well, San Francisco seems to like to ban a lot of new technologies. They've gone after sidewalk. Uh, Robots. They've gone after the e-scooters, and now they're doing facial recognition. And so to Strauss. They have a history of moving quickly and, and banning technology. <laughs>
1: and the technology of straws. <laughs> right, right. So, listen, uh, help us understand, first of all, the practical uses of the technology. Let's get excited about the technology, then we'll get into the civil rights thing a little bit.
2: Sure. So there's both commercial and government uses right now of facial recognition. So people are increasingly familiar with how you're using it on your phone to unlock your device. Uh, you see it on social networks to so automatically sort photos based on who your friends are and search through those. And then you're starting to see applications in uh, the hospitality industry, for example. So, the idea is that you might be able to uh, register for a hotel, and then when you walk in, instead of having to you know give your name and, and you know your credit card and everything. They can have a camera that just recognizes you, and they can greet you automatically. Oh, that's
1: pretty seat. cool. You just walk in the front lobby of the hotel. Everything recognizes you. You walk up. Your door opens with your credit card or whatever, and you go.
2: Mm-hmm. Huh? Exactly. You yeah. and your company. It contubine. makes things much faster. I mean, we're seeing this in airports right now. So you have some of these airlines that you just you don't have to have a—you a, know, your ticket anymore. You just walk straight past the gate, look into a camera, and move on, and you're done. So lots of benefits there. What people are mostly concerned about right now is on the government side, particularly around police using it for uh, different reasons. They can use it to quickly search for a suspect from, you know, some surveillance footage. They can use it to create virtual lineups of uh, potential suspects. They can use it to help find a a lost child or an elderly adult for one of those Amber Silver alerts. They can also use it to help identify where their offices are uh, in the city. Lots of different uses there. And what's interesting is that, you know, these are things that a lot of times, police officers are doing right now manually. So right now when they're looking for a suspect, sometimes these departments have just binders full of photos of potential suspects, and they just have to leaf through these looking for potential matches. And that's a really slow and time-intensive process. And what they're doing now with the technology is they're able to search through millions of records very quickly and identify with more accuracy who potential suspects might be then they give that information to officers who go out and actually okay, do the legwork those work those, those are
1: some uh, some pretty good upsides to the whole thing and did we make it clear that you're uh you're for this facial recognition <laughs> stuff you're, you don't like the idea of San Francisco banning it um yeah uh, but there you know, there are all kinds of things that would make it easier to you know, find criminals or whatever that we've avoided throughout the history of our country. We have never had a uh, a national fingerprint database, for instance, or that sort of thing, where it would make it easier to find people. Well, the the really scary part about facial recognition, though, is that uh, unlike other systems, like fingerprints, for instance, it can be used for general surveillance uh, in a passive way. It doesn't require me to hold out my thumb or give a fingerprint or let you check my fingerprints I mean, it is an incredibly valuable tool for totalitarians or those who would oppress anybody. I mean, you show up at a rally, the authorities are going to know it. They'll just generate a list, and so that sort of thing's scary. Does the uh, industry have a position on that sort of thing, Daniel? Daniel Castro is with us.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think you know nobody wants the United States to become China in that regard. What the the type of totalitarian surveillance isn't. Uh, something that anyone in industry or outside industry is calling for, but the whole point yeah. is there's a there's a big gray area uh, in between, and there's also kind of just replicating things that we're already doing today with the technology, but more efficiently. And that's what the problem with the ban is. It'd be completely fine if San Francisco was saying. Let's make sure this technology is never used to, uh, for example, you know track people throughout the entire city. Let's make sure this is never used to track people at political rallies. But that's not what they're doing. They're saying let's make sure we never use the technology anywhere across the entire government, and that's a problem.
1: Interesting. Daniel Castro is the VP for the Information Technology and Innovation Foundation, director of ITIF Center for Data Innovation. Uh, Daniel, we appreciate the chat. Thanks. Happy to be here. All right. You know, some of that stuff about finding, uh, you know, a lost kid or an oldster with Alzheimer's wandering around, yes. You know, obviously those are those are good arguments for that, but uh, you got you got to trust that once you allow these tools to be in place, that then, then then they aren't going to be misused. And I just don't have that trust. You well, you would have to have a stringent and utterly clear set of restrictions on them. But I will I will tell you the history of mankind is that those who would misuse. Whatever technologies or opportunities that exist to oppress people, find ways around them. It's like campaign finance reform. You give your your bundlers and your experts ten minutes. They'll read the law. They'll say, "Oh, no problem. We'll just do this and route it through that." And they just beat it. And that's what uh, concerns me.
3: Yeah, I, it seems that the the biggest thing that George Orwell missed about the surveillance state from 1984 was that. We're just going to opt into it. It's going to be so convenient, and it's going to just seem like such a a non-starter. Yeah, of course I'm going to have my phone linked to my location because that makes it easier for when I'm mapping directions or I need a a,
1: a ride-sharing thing. This whole getting on a plane, getting into a hotel thing is so convenient. I'll overlook the other part of it. It's seductive, literally, and that's what Huxley got right. We'd be seduced into oppression, not beaten into it. Um, But, you know... On the other hand, I do hate standing there with my bag on my shoulder waiting for the damn hotel clerk. I mean, <laughs> who enjoys the <this? laughs> freaks that carry your bag down the oh, road, right? <laughs> I'm just stroll into the hotel, smile at the camera up there, it's Joe, I'm here, and walk up to my palatial suite. And then, in and then that will be like phone records are currently that the government can access pretty much any time they want to. Sure. Because it's known that any they ask for that information, it's always given to them. Right. It'll require a warrant unless, uh, you know, it's voluntarily handed over. And the government says to a large hotel chain, listen, some of your environmental practices aren't so great. And I'd hate for the EPA to get all up in your business. Uh, how about those facial recognition records of yours? Do you mind handing them over? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we could do that. Sure. Okay. That's how it works. Study history, fools. <laughs> On the other hand, this is really cool technology. <laughs> and again, the politics are kind of interesting. you got a lefty city like San Francisco looking at being the first city to ban the facial recognition stuff. There will probably be some, you know, a right wing city that's full of conservatives using finger quotes because these these labels are not very good in this instance. Indeed. Who don't want it in their city either. Yeah. Yeah. The, certainly your libertarian type conservatives are going to be uncomfortable with it. The interesting thing about the left, and again, those those. Words are are decreasingly useful. But the interesting thing about the left is that they really cherish freedom from the authorities until they become the authority. Then they are so utterly convinced of their own righteousness, they oppress everybody. Um, and then, you know, they become indistinguishable from the right, really. Well, when here, you get down to here's it. a question for you. Huh. Do you think in, I don't know how many years, 20 years, 50 years, how long it will take... We'll have a similar system, if not the federal government, at least like local government or state government, where they got the cameras on the corners. We'll have, we've already got those everywhere. There will be even more of them. And they'll do the same thing they do in China, where it picks up your face as you cross the street. A computer is picking up on, okay, here's somebody. They have some outstanding parking tickets. They're behind on their taxes. All that information will be constantly. They'll keep a track of where you go. I absolutely think that will happen. Yeah, I'm afraid it will. And and sorry to be chucking around all sorts of political theory uh, at you, but there are quite a few on, on the libertarian side of things, including uh, Ayn Rand, whatever you think of her. Her idea was that there would be so many crimes, large and small, that everybody would be guilty of something. And that's about where we are right now. So once you are a criminal the The government is justified in doing about anything they want, including you know the stuff you were describing. so I have, Yes, I definitely think we'll have that system, at least in big cities in the future, where they're doing that facial recognition thing and everything about you is you know uh, brought up on a computer and right. kept track of it at the same right. time. Old einland Ein uh, Rand was a little over the top and wrote unnecessarily long and dull passages in her books, but she got a lot right, and uh, I think we're seeing some of it happening. You know, you you give a government a capability, they will misuse it eventually. It's just the way humans work. Well, lock up so your <laughs> lock up your high school girls. Anthony Weiner is out, and he's, he's made a statement as he is now out of jail. Never mind if he's out. Is that uh, part of him out? Because hey, he oh, yeah. usually doesn't stay put for long. Hey, Carlos, danger! Keep that uh, keep that hidden. All right, yeah. Nobody wants to see that, Anthony. <laughs> that and other stuff on the way on the Armstrong and Getty show. Armstrong.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, Well,
1: everybody's talking about last night's all-new episode of Game of Thrones. No spoilers. I didn't see it yet, so I'm not going to give any spoilers away, but I will say I heard they killed off the Starbucks cup. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Um... Apparently an ESPN anchor gave a, uh, an important plot detail the other night. Oh, no. Like doing the NBA highlights. Oh, that's just like happened tonight on Game of Thrones when What's-His-Name died. Oh,
0: no, <laughs> people, you son
1: of a... People went crazy. Because <laughs> people do. That's if you were watching think. Friends or something... And somebody said, you know, I'm not going to tell you who died, but somebody died. I mean, that would be, what, what, What? One of the main characters died? Luckily, uh, people drop like flies on Game of Thrones, so uh, somebody's always dying. You're always (laughs) hoping Phoebe would kill Ross. Yeah, Somebody would. Somebody. I always thought Phoebe would be the one. (laughs) She's a little unstable, if you know what I mean. Do you remember Anthony Weiner? I don't intend to spend a lot of time on this, but he was a uh, congressman out of New York. Bye-bye, pervert. Bye-bye, pervert. Sure. Uh, one of the reasons, uh, prominence, uh, he was a congressman in New York. He was good on cable news as a shouter. And his wife was Hillary Clinton's, is Hillary Clinton's right-hand woman. Huma Abedin. Right. And he was cheating on his wife with, uh, with lots of different people online and that sort of stuff. And he got caught. And if you haven't sent pictures of his junk to teenage girls. And if you, well, he I don't think he knew she was a teenage girl, but Uh, she ended up being a high school girl and that's what put him in jail. Mm. Um uh if you haven't seen the documentary Wiener you should watch it it is so darn good between come for the politics stay for the human nature it's just so Dang good.
3: So just so you know the timeline of what that documentary is. So he had he had two sex scandal things. The documentary was supposed to be his rehabilitation tour <laughs> from, from the first scandal. That was right? his comeback tour. I'm better now. The second scandal breaks while they're filming the documentary.
1: <laughs> he kept doing it. He
3: for some reason said, yeah, let's keep rolling.
1: Including like when his <laughs> wife finds out and they're talking about it in the kitchen at night, the two of them. Yeah. And there's a camera over there in the corner. So good and so uncomfortable he, oh. reminds, he reminds me of people i 've known who are really smart and really confident and think they can talk their way out of anything until it ends and then they you yeah.
0: know there 's no escaping
1: anyway he 's out now he 's out of the halfway house and he said this
0: it 's good to be out. I hope to get back to my family and uh, make up for some lost time. I, I I feel like I am glad to be getting back to my family. I hope to be able to live a, a life of integrity and service, and um, I'm glad this chapter of my life is behind me. And what does
3: that mean? Take What's care the now.
1: Does that mean you're going to stop sending pictures of your erections to high school
3: girls? I'm sorry, you didn't uh, most answer Most likely. Question. <laughs> I don't know what make up for lost time means, but I know that he just upgraded to an unlimited text plan. <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> So Can he stop himself from continuing to do it? Yeah. yeah. Remember the thing where when when she finally dumped him was when the story broke that he was doing that in bed with their kid in bed with him. Yeah, with their toddler, right? Sending pictures of his uh, his beclothed yet unmistakable yeah. unit. Yeah. With his little kid there. Yeah. Wow, so you're going ahead and sending out your perv pics with our boy in it? It's like a monkey in a cage, man. Yeah, I know it. I know. It. The guy has a serious kink. And you wonder if he's, is he over it? Is he unkinked? Speaking of New York politicians, which get way too much attention, Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York, says his decision about running for president in 2020 will come this week. So who's the guy we have today? Nobody knows. So what's his name? The Governor of Montana. Exactly. Bullock.
3: Yep, He announced today he's
1: number 22 or 23. Moderate Democrat with executive experience. Governor of a red state. Governors end up president. Senators don't. Governor of a red state, quite so. He won, even as Trump won in his state. I'm telling you, he's a dark horse. Why did he get in so late, though? I mean, it's almost impossible to qualify for the debate in a couple of weeks, just with the parameters they have around it now. Don't know. Maybe he just thinks, look, nobody's paying attention yet. Nobody's going to watch the debates yet. Soon enough, he radio could, boy. He That's could be what right. he's thinking. He could be right. Anyway, Bill de Blasio, if you want the mayor of the incredibly lefty, I mean way, way to the left of all of the rest of the United States. He's the world's second tallest communist. I believe my daughter's professor at 6'9 was the world's tallest communist. So they look forward to Bill De Blasio announcing he's running for president, and then this weekend there is a full blue moon. <laughs> you and with your I... gimmick moons? <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the same one's been in the sky since I was born. Your red blood wolf death moons and your blue whatevers. Stop it. I agree with the critics who say there are too many different moons now. (laughs) Indeed. Your Uncle Neil Armstrong, he landed on the moon. It's kind of grayish and sandy. There's one moon. And then finally, some uh, knucklehead, uh, well, he killed some people, uh, got drunk at Tiger Woods Bar and is suing Tiger Woods for allowing him to get drunk at the bar and then go out and drive. It's one of those deals. Yeah, I think he may be the dead guy in this. I think his dead? parents are suing, but okay. yeah, it's, way. it's one of those. He was overserved. They knew he was intoxicated and continued to yeah, allow him to I, drink. I, I, I couldn't hate that sort of idea more. If you treat people like infants, they will act like infants. Not only should people be responsible for their own actions, they must be. Otherwise, society crumbles. In this particular case, he worked at the bar and they all hung around the bar afterwards drinking after it closed, which is the way it worked at every bar I ever worked at in my life. But it's technically illegal anyway. Um, But that's so Tiger Woods is on the hook for him getting drunk and going out and driving. That is no way to run a society. Do you remember when I used to do a celebrity report using the uh, Lance Dresswa voice? Lance Dresswa, huh? Yeah, I'd forgotten that. Yeah. Ooh. But uh, if I were Lance Dresswa, I'd report that uh, not only was Tiger sued, but also his raven-haired beauty girlfriend. hmm Yeah. Who was the bar manager. Yes. Yes, he is. He's yes. now hooking up with the uh, the chick who manages yeah. his bar. Oh, well. well. Who are you to judge? Uh, he's up from the wait right. staff, at least. <laughs> right. So, Marshall's yeah. News is next. There's some good stuff. You'll just have to trust us on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
1: I wanted to tease your news, Marshall. We ran out of time to tease your news because there's some good stuff in your news today. I hope people trusted you and just stuck around. Yeah, I hope so, too. It's hard to build trust. Get the get the news now, Marshall Phillips.
0: The White House is reportedly going over military plans against Iran. The oh New boy. York Times reports that Acting Defense Secretary Patrick Shanahan has presented options to the Trump administration.
1: Yeah, I never know how to react to this sort of stuff because we have plans to invade Canada. We have plans right. for
0: everything that could possibly happen. That's what they do all day in those right. big buildings when they're not planning <laughs> right. exactly. Well, the plan reportedly includes sending 120 thousand troops or more to the Middle East if Iran attacks American forces or increases its work on nuclear weapons.
1: This sounds like the sort of story you wanted to leak out to so Iran here. 100%. That,
3: that sounds like a lot of troops. In the world of troop movements, is that a significant number? No, no. I, I don't really have What did you say?
1: 120, girl? 120. That, that's, that's funny. A, that's a chunk of people. Oh, yeah. When we went into Iraq, we had a half million people. Yeah, so. Of course, we're not going to invade Iran. We're just going to punch him in the face. Uh, although, I don't think that's going to happen either. Like you said, this is the uh, the guy getting up from the table, making it clear right. that I will fight you. Right. Um, just to make it make sure nobody uh, assumes otherwise and makes mistake.
0: President Trump at the White House yesterday saying, If they do anything, it will be a very bad mistake. If they do anything, I'm hearing little stories about Iran. If they do anything, they will suffer greatly. We'll see what happens with Iran. Now, look,
1: I'm not a hes just doing this to get Mueller off the front pages guy. <laughs> oh, for that, goodness sake. Because that makes no sense.
0: <laughs> That's been on the
1: front pages for two years. Yes. Today, right. Today's not any more consequential than two weeks ago or next right. month. And sooner or later, a president's got to do something. <laughs> <laughs> but... um I we're we're getting further and further down the road of of confrontation without telling us what it's about mm-hmm. more than usual. What, what? little stories. What is what is that issue here? Those little birds are talking to him Game of Thrones fans. Well, well why don't they <laughs> tell us? Well, Cuz it's classified. What's your classification ranking over there, you? You don't you, you need to know basis, huh? Well, cover, no. I hear you talking. I mean, a, we're talking about 120,000 troops. What's going
0: on? you got to rally the country behind that to have some political support. Right. And nobody sure. has any idea what the problem is. What's the beef? On another front, U.S. investigators now believe that Iranian or Iranian-backed proxies did use explosives Sunday to blow large holes in four ships anchored off the coast of the United Arab Emirates. The officials saying each ship has got a large hole in it near or just below the water line, and the team 's early belief is that the holes were caused by explosives. I am
1: not conspiracy knucklehead guy i don 't automatically believe stuff just because it 's the alternative story that appeals to a certain personality type for some reason, but The idea of uh, sinking a ship or blowing a hole in the ship as a pretext for war, that's been done a lot. Yes. Remember the Maine. I do remember the Maine. That's why I bring it up. The Gulf of Tonkin, allegedly. There's a lot of uh, controversy about that. Yeah, uh, are we going to let them do that to us? No, says the country. I don't know that that's what's going on. I just, I'm
0: uncomfortable when I hear tensions
1: are growing. Oh, and look what they just did to our ship.
0: Well, on another front, Saudi Arabia now says an oil pipeline was attacked today by drones shortly after Yemen's rebels claimed assault on the kingdom. Yemen's Houthi rebels say their assault was meant to send a message to the kingdom to stop your aggression on Yemen. All right, maybe. On the other hand, old
1: MSG or whatever his name is, MSB, which is the one that goes in Chinese food and which is running Saudi Arabia? Well, MSB runs Saudi Arabia. Yep. MSG run, runs the uh, Arab Emirates. Oh, that's right right. And they're more confusing. And they're they're buds. But MSB is absolutely the sort of guy who would run a couple of false flag operations. Absolutely. Either t- as a pretext for his own meager defense forces to drop bombs on yep. somebody or to get his uh, big brother America in on it. Well, remember, MSG and MSB are working together. They want a war between their states in Iran. They want it. They want to get it on. They right. want to end it once and for all. The Sunni
0: Shia thing. Yeah, thousand year old gripe. Attorney General William Barr has appointed a U.S. attorney to examine how the Russia investigation got started and to determine if intelligence collection involving the Trump campaign was lawful and appropriate. Man, uh, this
1: is going to get interesting.
0: Yeah, he's appointed the U.S. Attorney in Connecticut, John uh, Durham, to carry it out. He's going to look into the Russia investigation's origins and try and determine if the intelligence collection uh, involving Donald Trump's presidential campaign was, again, lawful. So they're going to look yeah. into the origin. I, I,
1: I was watching a little bit of CNN, and I saw one of the pundits say, this is just the Attorney General doing the President's bidding. Everybody knows there's nothing to this story. Well, I don't know there's nothing to this story. I'll I, I tell you what. I had the, uh, the honor and the privilege to once again uh, help out. at an FBI Agents Association fundraiser. It provides for the scholarship money for the kids of fallen agents. Uh-huh. It's really fabulous. Uh, organization, I'm happy to do it. Uh, the The idea that we should hold the FBI to extremely high standards because they have great powers and great status that's not an anti fbi thing to say that's that's right. incredibly important to people on all sides of the political spectrum. Uh, if there's even a whiff of the FBI can be used as a political tool, that's bad for everybody. So, and, and Barr's a solid guy. If Barr and this Durham dude from Connecticut look into it and say, nope, it's all square. Right. They did a nice job.
0: I will be completely satisfied sure, by that. Me too. Yeah. Meanwhile, you get your former Deputy Attorney General, Rod Rosenstein, slamming ex FBI Director James Comey. Rosenstein was speaking at a dinner uh, last night. He stressed that Comey deserved to be fired for crossing, quote, bright lines that should never be crossed, going on to add. But now the former director seems to be acting as a partisan pundit, selling books and earning speaking fees while speculating about the strength of my character and the fate of my immortal soul. I kid you not. That is disappointing in a new wow, earth- that's good stuff he's talking about the
1: that the, Trump eats your soul in yes. small bites. Yes. Last oh, you about to say yeah. that? Yeah, okay. yeah, in the Sorry. New
0: York Times op-ed last week, Comey asked how Rosenstein could praise Trump in his resignation letter and give a speech quoting Trump on the rule of law. He went on to note that Trump, quote eats your soul in small bites.
1: And it it takes character. (laughs) There's
0: one there. Rosenstein loses
1: another chunk of his soul. So Comey, who has become one of my least favorite people ever. I mean, I just find him so incredibly unlikable. St. James. Oh, my God. He is so happy with his act. He said it takes character to avoid the damage. Mr. Trump eats your soul in small bites. So that's a, I'm not blaming you. You're not strong enough. To stand up to this evil man. Yeah, you which have really, no character. It is so condescending. Right. It, it's easy to look at Rod Rosenstein and, and see, you know, a, a not terribly large man, balding, he looks like a scourist. Mr. Peepers. Right, exactly. Um, And forget that, you know, he's a guy who has risen up high in the tiger pit of Washington, right. D.C. And, and law enforcement and the rest of it. And he's a very, very smart guy. And I, he. And well, I you get to hear the anger in his voice. I also don't get the sense he's a Trump fan. No, I don't think he's either. I don't think he exists to damage Trump nor to elevate him. I think he's a guy trying to do his job. And James Comey talking about your soul. <laughs> it takes <his laughs> character to resist. <laughs> That's you, Jim, he's thinking. Now Comey is speculating on the strength of my character and the fate of my immortal soul. That is disappointing. <laughs> speculating about souls is not a job for police and prosecutors. Computers. Yeah, no kidding. That's what passes for fighting words in his world.
0: There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. You know, it's funny. I have done that
1: at times during our careers when, um, when it was obviously time for hardball, for the knives to come out. And that's the sort of thing you say, well, that's disappointing. When you realize, okay, this is a moment where I'm not going to show my cards because we're going to do stuff. And so uh, Rosenstein saying that's disappointing is a man who is preparing something else or at least hmm. preparing to prepare something else. If you don't shut your pie hole, Jim. Well, some people be- some people believe Comey is saying these sorts of things because he realizes the heat's about to really come down on him as they investigate what he did with that uh, steel dossier and how he turned it into a reason to uh, spy on people. I used the S word. Um, uh, so he he could be feeling the heat. Well, old Bill Barr, when Lindsey Graham was uh, was questioning him, bless my soul. Um, he said, "Yes, I do share your concern about the sloppiness of the Clinton investigation, and I do share your concern about the initiation of the uh, you know, the surveillance of the Trump campaign, etc." And uh, old Jim had his his size fourteen feet right in the middle of all that. So yeah, he's he's probably at least a little concerned. Meanwhile, talking about people's immortal souls being eaten away.
0: Shut up!
1: There's soon to be a gold rush on the moon, among other things. I'm getting me a pickaxe and a pan. And a, and a mule. And, and a, at least one mule. A mule with an oxygen tank. Call me old <laughs> Mule Joe. <laughs> and head thing. out to the moon, the moon mountains. <laughs> That's right. Come come along, Jenny. We're headed for the moon. Martians jump in your claim and you got to fight. Got to sail around the Cape. Get to the moon. (laughs) You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
1: The Armstrong and Getty Show. On Friday, Putin took part in an annual exhibition hockey game in Sochi, and he reportedly scored eight goals. Yeah, no surprise. He has an incredible slap shot where, if you don't let him score, you are slapped and then shot. Oof, oh, so A little I, dictatorial government humor. I tweeted out the hilarious video of uh, Putin falling on the ice. Oh boy. oh I my didn't God, see that. Oh, yeah, because uh, somebody put the rug out there. To walk on for whatever reason, and oh, he's yeah. going around waving everybody having scored eight goals, yeah. and he doesn't see the rug when he comes to it, and we're watching. the no, oh, now no! he goes, oh, 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 somebody's going to jail. Uh, yeah, so there are plenty of replies to that on our Twitter feed that whoever laid that rug is now, you know, in a gulag, or his family's been killed, oh, or and You can see the guys skating. Oh, look out! So look out! <laughs> <laughs> but he's got to get up and manfully skate on. Lots of well, h- he's wearing hockey gear. A lots of hilarious, light-hearted, what it's like to live uh, in a totalitarian state. Jokes right. where descent is punished by <laughs> detention, torture, sometimes death. The rug is currently attached to a car battery with its tassels and water. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. He scored eight goals. Hey, we had That's a great really game. really impressive. <laughs> Tell you what, <laughs> you got to pull that goaltender. His confidence had to be rattled an elderly man just scored eight times. Yeah, clearly cur- cur- <laughs> Putin's got your number. Yeah. You, you, we we got to get a new goalie. Uh, so uh this sounds like the sort of ethnic joke that used to be okay in America and isn't anymore. Uh, but it's it's not a joke, it actually happened. Apparently the uh the is this real? It's it does appear Yes, it's absolutely real. The Indian Navy just lost a three billion dollar submarine because they didn't properly close the hatch. No, oh, I thought you were gonna close the hatch. No, that's your job closing you're, the hatch. You're the hatch closer. Well I thought that you're saw you left. starting to close it, I thought you were gonna close it. They allowed water to flood the sub's propulsion compartment after failing to secure one of the vessel's external hashes. That's, they they left the door open on the submarine. That's fancy words for you didn't close the door. And they now we have screen mis- doors on their submarines <laughs> was the punchline of the, the joke back in the day. Three billion dollar submarine. Yes. Holy cow. Yes. i got to ask my brother, the submariner, if he's familiar with this. So, uh, presidential race, two ways to look at it. It's 539 days away on one hand. On the other hand, the first debate's in a couple of weeks to try to winnow the field from 23 or 24 this week down to one who will run against President Trump. And
3: uh, I'm next... sorry, it sounded like you said there were 24 candidates for the Democratic Party.
1: That is something. You're always misspeaking. <laughs> um, Biden currently with a clear lead nationally and in all three states, but... Um, the landscape I'm actually interested in, because that's that's a real thing. The landscape exists today, and going forward, who knows what it's going to be. And I've, I've come across a couple of different articles and Pundits recently that I, that, that I found interesting. And it fits in with looking at South Carolina poll numbers of today. Biden's biggest lead is in South Carolina, up 22 points. Mm-hmm. And some speculation as to why Cory Booker and Kamala Harris are down there in low single digits as black candidates in a state where the black vote matters so much... And uh was it the Washington Post or New York Times with a big article about how a lot of the people of color, the POC vote, the people of color vote in the Democratic Party. That's the most moderate part of the Democratic Party.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Black people tend to be more religious. They're not as cool with gay this and that and trans this and that. Uh, they tend to be more mod- not as into the New Green Deal. Same with Hispanics and all, all the other people that make up part of the. The, the, the coalition that is the Democrats. Older women, too. Your your older white college crowd that's into a lot of this stuff that much of the country sees as crazy mm-hmm. does not fit with your black South Carolina voter. Right. And a Joe Biden who's way more toward the center than a lot of these other candidates, um, he's much more appealing. And yeah, that's, that's a policy, that's, not identity politics. Policy. Yeah. 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 And um, so... Kamala Harris, in, 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 I'm guessing, I don't know this, but I'm guessing the average black voter in South Carolina does not think free health care for illegal immigrants is a good policy. I think that's a great point. And Kamala Harris said yesterday she does. Right. I mean, even if you are of an ideological bent that the government ought to be giving me money, that would seem to make you lefty. The idea of the government's going to give money to anybody who walks across the border. Then you got the you, whole. You, unless you're an idiot, you understand there's limited money. Then you got the whole racial thing that you're not supposed to talk about and gets very uncomfortable and complicated of. We're supposed to assume that all people of color from the different races, they all think alike and like each other. Well, right. that's just not the case in America or anywhere else on Earth. Right. Yeah. And clap pushed by various activist types. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a tough one. Oh, oh, oh. Speaking of, uh, of uh, you know, lefty women, did you know that Code Pink is still, like, breathing? No. Those numbskulls? What was her name? Uh, Cindy Sheehan. Right. I don't know why I remember that. I wish I could sweep it from my mind. But anyway, she lost a son in the Iraq war. Right. And then led a major movement against George W. Bush. Yeah, took that moral weight to become a way left activist. That's going back to 2004 election. Right, right. Anyway, Code Pink is now occupying the, uh, the, 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 the Venezuelan embassy to prevent... What? Juan, yeah, I know, I couldn't believe it either. Why is this not in the news? To prevent Juan Guaido, the uh, U.S. and many, many other country-backed uh, president. I joined Code Pink to stop George Bush's oil war. Why am I in Venezuela? Because they're, well, the, it's the Venezuelan embassy in Washington, D.C. I should have oh, said okay. in D.C. Okay. But um, but they're occupying it in favor of Maduro hmm. and his uh, socialist-slash-communist regime question so, still exists. I joined Code Pink to stop W's oil war. And now I'm standing up for Nicolas Maduro, a fat idiot communist. So just, you know, hmm. here, here's a little, uh, just to add that to their Wikipedia page. Um, the moon is about to become kind of like the uh, the western half of the United States was in the mid-1800s. Yes, prospectors, saloons, gunfights, prostitutes, whores, whores, lots and lots of moon whores, claim jumpers, moon floozies. outlaws, <laughs> stage coaches, and stagecoach robbers, the Pinkerton boys. <laughs> <laughs> you, I love westerns so much. Oh, ho, ho. Space mining companies have set their sights on iron and precious metals in asteroids, as well as minerals and water on the moon. Backcracky, we better call old Elon Musk. Get a rocket. Uh, There is some talk of trying to come up with some sort of rules before this gold rush in space begins. For instance, setting aside 85% of the solar system as space wilderness. Safe from human development. That'd be like our mm. our, uh, our na- national forests. Sure. That you can't go into and, like, build a housing development or something. Yeah. Set them aside. They want to do that for 85% of the solar system. Got some old prospector in a moon suit, riding a mule in a moon suit, <laughs> four-legged moon suit. With a pickaxe dip- pounded into dust. What am I exactly. even looking for? <laughs> Tasty the end of it. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> You know, while it's uh, great fun to talk about mules on the moon, <laughs> uh, of more immediate interest and concern is the Arctic, which may or may not be melting. And, uh, and the more melty it gets, the more various countries are going to seek to control it, mine it, and the rest of it, including our our good friend hockey star Vlad Putin. <laughs> so that is one of your big geo- geopolitical issues coming down to Pike any moment now. Moon Mules is not a bad uh, band name. Come back, Ginny! You're going to fall in that crater. (laughs) You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty.